Well, good morning, everyone. What a glorious morning. Good morning. My name is Lisa, I'm one of the ministers here, and it is a delight to see the church so full. Everyone, you are so welcome. So good to see you all. Well, why is Easter good news? I have seen the Lord. Five words. I have seen the Lord. Jesus didn't just live and die. He died and lives. And Mary is the first evangelist, the first bringer of the good news that Jesus is not dead, he's alive. And today we celebrate this glorious truth, that Jesus defeated death so he can offer us eternal life. And as we've been following a series of approaching the cross, now we leave the cross We too can have abundant resurrection life now as we put our trust in Jesus and we can have life with him forevermore. It really did happen. The Easter story is not just a nice story. It's not just an inspiring story. But I don't know how you've come to be here today. It may be that you've got a strong faith, but it may be that you come with many questions, or indeed you wonder why you are here. Maybe somebody has brought you here. We have many questions. And you might ask me, Lisa, why do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? These five words from Mary, I have seen the Lord, sum it up. I believe because of the evidence of his resurrection and my experience of the truth of his words. They compel me to believe. Until my late 20s, I simply wasn't curious about the big questions of life. I'd managed to be busy pursuing other things. Now, we heard in the account about one of the disciples And it says in the text, he saw and believed. That word believe is not a soft word. It's not a passive word. It's not a word we can just sit back and think, yeah. It's a word of strength. It's a word that means, in the original, I put my trust in. I follow wholeheartedly. In my 20s, I would have said, I don't believe. But when I was shown the evidence, when I examined it for myself, I had two alternatives. I reached a crisis point, and that crisis was these questions. Either he did rise from the dead, or he did not rise from the dead. We heard in John's account, the disciples said he saw and he believed. As I've said, that word belief is that word of strength, is that choosing to put our trust in. Those first disciples, Mary, put her trust in the one she saw, the one she heard, the one whose presence was with her. And when I read the resurrection accounts, I believe. I see that they are true. Three quick reasons. Now, you may be three years old, or you may be 103, and I have to say we do have a member of Christchurch who is indeed 103 and believes. 
three reasons why you can have confidence. Now, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your voices and your hands. Okay, the first reason. I believe Jesus rose from the dead because Jesus was absent from the tomb. Can you say that? Jesus was absent from the tomb. So let's do some actions. Jesus, this is the sign for Jesus, touch the center of your palms once, twice. Jesus was absent. Now make a tomb, and there's a big hole in it. Jesus was absent from the tomb. Say it again. Jesus was absent from the tomb. The tomb was sealed. On the orders of Pilate, there were Roman soldiers guarding the tomb. There was no motive for anyone to go and take the body. The Romans and the religious authorities certainly wanted Jesus to stay dead and to be in that tomb. The disciples, meanwhile, they were scattered. They were fearful. They were staying away. And robbers couldn't come near it. And the only things of value were left in the tomb after Jesus had left. But Jesus had left. Jesus had gone. Jesus was not in the tomb. Second piece of evidence. Jesus was with people. Can you say that? Jesus was with people. Right, how are we going to do that? Jesus was with people. Jesus was with people. Jesus rose from the dead and he spent time with people. He ate with them. People touched him. People saw him. He appeared on 11 separate occasions. Can you do that? 11? Well, Doug, you know my numbers are terrible. Lots of hands. One. 11. On one occasion, to more than 500 people. Well, good luck. I'm not doing that. 500 eyewitnesses. Now, normally, in a court of law, if you get to 20 witnesses, the case is closed. You have enough evidence. These witnesses saw that Jesus still bore the marks of the cross on his body. Jesus was present with people. And the third reason, seeing Jesus changed people. Okay, ready to do this one? So say it first. Seeing Jesus changed people. Ready? Seeing, or we could do binoculars, I think. Seeing Jesus changed people. Right, changed like that, and then changed. Seeing Jesus changed people. Well done. And if we look at the immediate impact... Mary, in the account we heard, when she found the tomb empty, at first she thought of the possibilities only of what had happened to Jesus' dead body. It did not cross her mind that he would be raised to life after three days, just as he said he would. Mary's moment of recognition when Jesus spoke her name. Mary. She realized he was not dead, he was alive. Jesus had told the religious leaders that he was like a good shepherd. And he said this, the sheep, listen to my voice. I call them by name. They follow me because they know my voice. And Mary was looking for Jesus with all her heart. 
and she was found by him. And it was Mary who was the first eyewitness, but she became one of many. Now Jesus' followers were afraid, they were fearful, they were in hiding. Then three days later, after Jesus had died, something happened that meant they were desperate to go and tell everyone that Jesus was alive. Something happened that meant they wanted to speak before governors, before courts. And they said, when they were on trial for their lives, we cannot stop speaking about what we've seen and what we've heard. Seeing Jesus changes lives. And he's still transforming lives today. Today, this is the first Easter for some of us here, knowing Jesus, having put our trust in Jesus and saying, I believe, I believe in you, Jesus. There are people here in this building worshipping the Lord for the first Resurrection Sunday. And when you place your trust in Jesus, you can experience his resurrection life It is not just news about an event. It's an encounter with a person. Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And when you encounter him, when we place our trust in him, we experience life and life in all its fullness, even in the midst of trouble. We started by singing, oh, happy day, what a glorious day. I'll never be the same. Forever I am changed. And that's what I found. I thought it might be costly. I had to give up lots of things. And yes, I had to give up bad stuff and take up good stuff. But what I found is what he said. The richest, most satisfying, joyful life is the resurrection life that Jesus brings. That's the best life you can ever lead. And you can have confidence that Jesus is who he says he is. Because he said he came to die for our sins and rise after three days. Our three bits of evidence. Jesus was absent from the tomb. Jesus was with people. And seeing Jesus changed lives. On our recent Alpha courses, when we made the time, some of our guests and ourselves, the hosts, truly experienced the presence of Jesus, the powerful presence of Jesus, the sweet, peaceful presence of Jesus. And just the other night, just here, as we were reading scriptures together, I know that many of us, in one way or another, saw or heard Jesus. One person said to me, do you know, Lisa, I couldn't get to sleep. My, I was buzzing. I was buzzing so much that night. I couldn't get to sleep. And when I woke up the next morning, I was elated. Another spoke of being amazed. And being amazed is the most common reaction to an encounter with Jesus. Have you been amazed? Have you encountered Jesus yet? 
It matters Jesus is who he says he is, and it matters that he did what he said he would do. And the fact that he did what he said he would do demonstrates he is who he said he is. You know, when you get, go into an aeroplane, I haven't been on one for ages, but you know that voice comes over and says, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. Well, that's good, thank you. I'm glad to hear you're the pilot. But it's only when you land safely at the destination, you know that they are a pilot. They got you safely there. It matters. Jesus is who he says he is. Because he did what he said he would do. And he said, I am the son of God. I'm going to die for your sins and I'm going to rise again. And because of that fact, because he proves that he is who he says he is, that means that the son of God loves you. The Son of God gave his life for you. And that means you can be forgiven today, restored today. You can experience resurrection life today. And you can have resurrection hope for the future too. Now, I don't know how you're doing today. Has the last couple of years been difficult for you? I don't know if you're full of joy or full of fear perhaps full of grief at loss or worried about the next stage. Perhaps you're at a crossroads. You're having to take a big decision. Or maybe your life is full of joy and purpose. Maybe like me, a bit of a mix and trying to work things out. Maybe you're excited for the term to come. Or maybe you're that little bit worried about those modules and exams that are approaching. Or maybe it's what's happening right now in your family or your job or your business. You're nervous. But I do know if you have encountered Jesus Christ, if you believe in him, you've put your trust in him and following him, then his resurrection life lives in you. The spirit of God that raised Jesus from death to life lives in you. And that means on your worst day and on your best day, you have resurrection hope. Some of us in a discipleship group have been looking at one of Paul's letters. And it reminds us, God isn't finished with us yet. Your failures can be turned to good. Your good things can never be lost. And God has a purpose, has a future for you, whether you're three or 103. Because Jesus rose, we too will rise as we trust in him. And he promises to take us, those who believe in him, through death to eternal life. And that means for you and me today that our lives can have purpose and meaning. Your life can have an eternal impact wherever you are. Wherever you're leading your life, whether confined at home or out and about. Your future is secure. Death is defeated. Jesus has won. He has risen and you too will rise too. And that means that you have hope 
that the final word over your life comes from no one else but Jesus. It may be that a word has been spoken over you by someone else this week, last week, last year, years ago. But the final word over your life is not spoken by anyone else but Jesus Christ. Jesus who turns fear into peace, despair into hope, weakness into strength, brokenness into beauty, disgrace into vindication, who turns wounds into marks of glory, Jesus who turns death to life. Jesus Christ, this is the one Mary was looking for and she was looking with all her heart. And we too, as we leave the cross and look for Jesus with that same singleness of mind that Mary had, we, like her, will be found by him when we seek him with all our heart so that we can live empowered lives by Jesus now and always. And we, like Mary, will declare, I have seen the Lord. Amen. Amen.